This holiday season, give the gift of liberty. Join the Cato Institute's podcast sponsor program. Special benefits begin at just $17.76 a month. See what I did there? And deliver the benefits of the Cato Institute sponsorship to friends and family as well. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to learn more. At $1,000, I'll personally thank you, if you like, or the person you designate on the Cato Daily Podcast. It's a great way to support liberty and our daily output here at the Cato Daily Podcast. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to learn more. And as always, thank you for listening. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Saturday, December 2nd, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn has pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI in relation to his part of the Trump administration transition. What does that mean for other members of the administration and the president himself? And what does it mean to be a cooperating witness in an FBI investigation? Clark Neely is Vice President for Criminal Justice at the Cato Institute. We spoke yesterday. Michael Flynn was a former National Security Advisor for Donald Trump for, I guess, about a month, uh, but he was acting uh, in some capacity in that role before uh, Donald Trump became president. He has now pleaded guilty to uh, making false statements to the FBI. What does it mean that he's essential, that he's only, surprisingly, only been charged with uh, that, making false statements? Yes, yeah, an interesting question uh, whether that means that's all they have on him or whether this is part of some deal where he has agreed to cooperate and perhaps has already provided use- useful assistance to the Mueller investigation. So they're, you know, they're essentially this is something of a gift where they're, they're saying, OK, we could have we brought more charges, but we'll let you off with just the false statements charge. So we don't really have any way to know exactly what's going on here. And so we have to you know, more or less take at face value what we can see, and that is the a very a formerly high-ranking uh, political official has been charged with a serious felony, carrying a punishment of up to five years for uh, lying to the FBI um, in the course of an investigation that obviously potentially implicates a lot more people than just Flynn. It, the uh, conventional wisdom seems to be that this was clearly a plea deal and that this is in exchange for his uh, – you know his cooperation. Um, he'll he said he, in at least one news report indicated that he's willing to testify against the president. Right. Well, there's different kinds of plea deals. Keep that in mind. So one possibility is that uh, they the the you know the special prosecutor Mueller had a variety of charges that they could have brought, perhaps even including some more serious charges, and that just bringing this one charge and allowing him to plead guilty to to you know, one serious but perhaps not as serious charge, it's not a conspiracy, for example, charge, which would have been much more serious, that that's the deal. Or it could be that this is all they have on Flynn and what they're doing now is getting him to plead guilty to the one thing they have and representing to him and there, there may be a, an agreement that we don't know about that if his cooperation continues to be satisfactory, then they will recommend leniency to the judge. And that's something that a prosecutor can do in a federal case. They can um, say to the judge that this witness co-op or this defendant cooperated with us and, and should be entitled to lenient treatment when it comes time for sentencing. The short of it is we actually just don't know, again, whether there are multiple charges and they agree to drop them all except for this one, or this is all they've got on him and they're, you know, essentially allowing him to uh, plead guilty to this and dangling in front of him the possibility that they'll recommend a very lenient uh, sentence uh, when that time comes. What does cooperation look like? 
Uh, it seems to, it would seem to be up to prosecutors entirely whether or not uh, Mr. Flynn's involvement with their investigation is satisfactory. Yeah, well, you know, when you're talking about a case like this where there's high-level representation on both sides, normally what you would expect is that there will be some um, written agreement where the prosecution lists the kinds of cooperation that they expect to receive in exchange for the future recommendation of leniency. And and we don't know what may or may not have been agreed to. My guess would be it would include at least the following things, um, you know, complete disclosure of the names and identities of the individual's that were involved in any uh, discussions with the Russians, who in the Trump administration or, you know, the, the Trump inner circle uh, besides you were involved in those discussions. What do you know about that? Uh, what paper trails should we be looking at that maybe we haven't already tried to look at? Should we be looking into somebody, some particular person's emails? Was there a memo that we don't know about? Uh, the other thing is that um, when, when you're you got to keep in mind what the nature of this investigation is ultimately. This is ultimately about trying to discover whether Trump or people in his inner circle uh, violated federal laws in in the the way that they went about or the things that they discussed or asked for from the Russians. Was there a quid pro quo for the Russians uh, to to take certain action or forbear from taking certain action related to the outcome of the election or trying to influence the outcome of the election? Um, those would be that would be very serious uh, if if that happened. And, you know, there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of, that we don't know. There's a lot that probably uh, Mueller doesn't know. And so what can be really helpful is to have somebody who, you know, has an incentive to put a certain spin on the facts. You can, you can take the exact same conduct and you can make it look pretty innocent or pretty sinister depending on how you describe it and how you characterize it. And it's entirely possible that's the kind of cooperation they're looking for from Flynn. We just don't know. So perhaps looking for uh, a way to characterize this uh, the various behaviors that have, that Mr. Flynn has observed, being able to characterize them credibly in one way versus another. I, I, that seems absolutely plausible to me. Uh, that the expectation is not only that uh, that Flynn helped them identify objective sources of of further evidence, such as paper trails, uh, email chains, and the identity of people who participated may have participated in these discussions, um, but that also th that he agree, you know, to provide a statement um, about his perception of people's roles in um, in the various activities. And, and communications with the Russians, the way he writes that statement, what he says his impressions are, um, could be just as important as any objective evidence that he can help them uncover. And you, you also indicated before we started recording that there may be a signaling component here, that the, the, uh, the fact that Michael Flynn is now, and he was in the soup uh, when, when these, a lot of these kinds of decisions were being made. So, uh, what is the value of having the public or other people within the administration aware that, well, we got we got Flynn. Flynn's, Flynn is going to cooperate fully, and you have to make your own decisions based upon that. Right. Well, look, I mean, it, anybody who has had any conversation with an FBI agent or any other federal law enforcement agency has something to worry about because uh, just like – 
uh, Flynn, um, you can be charged with uh, lying to a federal agent in the course of their duty. And that you can be exposed to that charge whether you meant to do it or not. Uh, and, and you know, you may have had a slip of memory um, or you may have gotten confused about some dates or some conversations or some people that you spoke to. Um, but if you um, spoke to, if you, if, you, if you talked to an FBI agent and you, you did the interview and they find out later that some aspect of what you told them was not accurate, uh, that can serve as a basis for, uh, for the charge of, of which, uh, uh, to which Michael Flynn uh, has pleaded guilty. So this could be a signal to everybody else involved in this investigation who has been interviewed by the FBI um, that there's an absolute willingness on Mueller's part to pull the trigger and, and you know, bring these charges. And so um, if you even think that there's a possibility that you could be vulnerable to such a charge, then you might want to think about getting on the cooperation train, working with him as an investigators in order to avoid being in the situation that, that Michael Flynn finds himself in today. Now, some people have described this, described this as a nightmare for the administration. Is that a fair assessment in your view? Well, I think only the people with inside knowledge of what actually transpired can answer that question. So at a very minimum, it's a big hassle. Uh, there's certainly uh, uh, problems with appearance. This is, there's no doubt that this is uh, you know, making people leery um, about you know, who they talk to and what they say. Uh, I imagine that a pretty fair chunk of the, uh, you know, the inner circle has lawyered up by this point and that tends to, you know, uh, gum things up. So at a bare minimum, it's a big hassle. If it, the question of whether it's actually a nightmare, I think, turns in part on the extent of any misconduct. And I think there's, there's two different kinds of misconduct we could be talking about. There's the misconduct that this investigation is ostensibly uh, supposed to look into and discover, which is uh, you know, potential collusion with the Russians uh, surrounding the presidential election. But the other possibility is just that you know, there are so many laws that are so broadly written that apply to so much different kinds of conduct that I, I suspect there are very few people in public life that if you put their entire life under a microscope, you couldn't find something, um, you know, some transgression that they committed. Nobody wants to be under that microscope and you have to wonder what other people might do in order to prevent, you know, to, to avoid being the one who doesn't have a chair to sit in when the music stops. And what they typically do is they point the finger at somebody else. So I have a feeling things are, are very, very unpleasant uh, over in the White House today, regardless of whether there's anything to the Russian collusion allegations. Show me the man and I'll show you his crimes, something well, like that. Right. So that's a famous line from uh, uh, Stalin's chief of police, Lavrenti Beria, who um, told, essentially told his boss, Stalin, um, look, I can hang up pretty much anybody that you need. If you, you need me to go after somebody, um, I will find a crime that they've committed. And you know, it's, it's not much of an exaggeration to say that that's where we've gotten to in this country where, uh, again, we just we, – we have so many laws on the books and they're so obscure. They're so broadly written uh, that if you've been active in any real way at, at high levels of, of business or politics or public life, there's frankly a really good chance that you have committed some kind of uh, a criminal violation uh, and nobody wants to have their, their entire life put under a microscope. And I guarantee you that if you – again, if you have spoken to the FBI, if you have given an interview um, uh, without counsel present, which is how most people um, – contrary to good practice is how most people do it, um, you should absolutely be worried because even if you don't mean to, um, if, you, if you 
tell them something that's not true, and even if it's a lapse of memory, um, you can still be in a lot of trouble. Clark Neely is Vice President for Criminal Justice at the Cato Institute. This holiday season, support the Cato Podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute by visiting cato.org slash podcast sponsor and learn more of the benefits of sponsorship. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor.